of all names Nothing can stand against And I choose to praise To glorify, glorify the name of all names Come on, nothing Nothing can stand against And I choose to praise To glorify, glorify the name of all names Nothing can stand against One more time I choose to praise To glorify, glorify the name of all names Nothing can stand against Yes, I here right now wherever you're watching he is there but we just want to invite him to to manifest his presence tonight God we invite you to manifest your glory tonight we say Holy Spirit come we say Holy Spirit come tonight Touch us, change us, fill us, renew us, Lord. Come on, Lord, open the floodgates of heaven. Pour out the blessing of your presence. Just having you here with us. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's say this. Come thou fount of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious sonnet Sung by flaming tongues above Praise the mount, I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Come on, let's declare this. I was lost in utter darkness till you came and rescued me. I was bound by all my sin when 
your love came and set me free now my soul now my soul can sing a new song now my heart has found a home now your grace is always with me and i'll never be Say it again, oh, come thou fount, come thou king, come thou precious prince of peace, hear your bride to you we sing, come thou fount of our blessing. And God, we also say we're thankful for your grace. Come on, let's say this. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor Daily I'm constrained to Thee And let Your goodness, like a fetter Bind my wandering heart to Thee Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it Prone to leave the God I love my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Come thou fount, come thou king, come thou precious prince of peace, hear your bride to you we sing, come thou fount Prince of Peace, hear your bride to you we sing. Come, thou fount of our blessing. Come on, who's thankful for that grace tonight? Let's say this I was lost in utter darkness till you came and rescued me. See, I was bound by all my sin when your love came and set me free. Now my soul can sing a new song. Now my heart has found a home. And now your grace is always with me and I'll never be alone. Come on, who could thank him for that tonight? Come on, who could thank him for that tonight? That we are not alone.
continue tonight. In Jesus' name. Praise Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, Lord, we just love you tonight. Father, we thank you for your presence. Lord, as we meet here in this sanctuary, God, it's not filled with people, yet we sense the presence of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Lord, I, I, it's brought to my mind that it may be times like this that you had in mind when you said, where there is two or three that are gathered, there I will be in the midst. And Father, tonight, Lord, we worship you. And Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just flow to the households. God, those that are watching online, Lord, for our midweek Bible study and our worship service, I pray the ministry of the Holy Ghost right now in every home. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise the Lord. If you're watching online, we greet you in the name of the Lord. I'd like to challenge you. Stop whatever else you're doing and pay attention to what God's doing. Uh, one, of the, one of the drawbacks of, of um, the YouTube and the online services is we tend to think, well, we'll just kind of have that on in the background. and uh, But I just want to challenge you. We'll only be about a half hour in our Bible study. I just want to challenge you. Give that time to the Lord and to the study of the Word of God. We will complete tonight the book of 2 Timothy. We have uh, That will be the third book that we've gone through uh, in the last few months. We've covered the book of James, 1 Timothy, and tonight we will complete... Second Timothy, uh, so it'll be three complete book studies of Scripture. I've enjoyed it. It's been good to me. I've just enjoyed uh, the, the, the opportunity to kind of summarize every chapter, and that's what we're doing. Tonight is a very somber chapter uh, in Second Timothy, possibly uh, one of the most somber chapters in the Bible. It is the uh, writing of kind of an elder statesman, seasoned apostle uh, to a, again, a younger uh, pastor slash evangelist in Timothy, church planter. Uh, but it's more than that. That's what all of these books kind of have been. It's, it's been that expression. But uh, whether it's uh, a physical thing, and we'll talk about that, or if it's just a revelation of the Holy Spirit, somehow Paul has come to the understanding uh, that this is the end. Uh, he's very clear about that. Uh, there's, no, there's no fear or anxiety about that. Uh, but he realizes that these are the last words tonight that the great apostle will pen. These are his last thoughts. And the first few verses, I think the first five verses are exhortations to Timothy, just reminders of the call and the mission uh, that Timothy has on his life, and then he goes into kind of a time of personal reflection uh, in his own life, uh, and uh, then he gives Timothy some more instructions and some uh, just some heartfelt exchanges. Uh, keep in mind, Timothy was more than just a 
fellow minister. He was his son in the faith. Uh, they were, uh, they, they had a bond uh, with one another. They loved one another. And so uh, as Timothy would read these words that Paul had written to him, that uh, uh, possibly uh, Timothy, no doubt, while he would rejoice uh, in the end result, would be heart saddened, would be uh, those of us that have lost loved ones, even though we've known that they've gone to be with the Lord. There is a loss. The Bible talks about in, in Thessalonians that there's a suffering uh, even for Christians. Uh, we, we don't suffer as those that are in the world, yet we suffer. And uh, so there is a, a heart loss that this young Timothy, as he's realizing these are the last, this is possibly the last letter that my mentor is going to give me. These are the last instructions that, that Paul is going to write to him. I just want to encourage you tonight as we go into the Word of God, be uh, somber-minded and read the, let us, as we read these words together, let us keep that. I've decided just to read pretty much the entire chapter. I'll pause, uh, make some exhortation, make some commentary along the way, but there's 22 verses. We'll just cover those last 22 verses in their entirety. And then we will, uh, again, we'll make some commentary along the way just as the Lord leads. And uh, I, again, I think that it'll be about a 30-minute, 30, 40-minute 30, Bible study, uh, and we should be in good shape. So for, Tim, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, Paul writing says, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge both the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. This is what he's charging Timothy. This is the, the, what he's writing to him. He says, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. In other words, always be ready. Uh, I, I was talking to, just briefly today, to our Gideon rep stopped by the church and uh, such a precious brother, uh, Brother Tommy Trotta. And I just stops by and prays for me sometimes. And when I get an opportunity to pray for him, uh, just just a good brother. And um, and and he made the comment, uh, "Well, Pastor, you just stick to preaching the word because it's the only book we have." And uh, you know that is so true. It's uh, it, you know we we can't get sidetracked in a bunch of things. That's what Timothy is saying to to. I mean, that's what Paul's saying to Timothy. Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Always be ready to reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. And the time will come. Here we go again. I feel like sometimes we're, we're ripping pages right out of the headlines of today's uh, news. It says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of your ministry. So what, what Paul is saying is, is uh, as, as the days uh, wane on, more and more, and how many knows that if it was the beginning of the end times then, how much closer we are now, and Paul says that the time's coming when, when men won't endure sound doctrine. 
Uh, they'll, they'll rebuke it. They'll press against it. They'll, they'll cry out. We're seeing that right now. Uh, they'll find those that will teach the gospel that they want to hear. Uh, even before this last year, uh, it has been an amazing thing to me uh, to hear uh, news commentators or talk show hosts or, or people that have no, uh, no obvious relationship with the Lord and that their lifestyle doesn't uh, prove out that they have a relationship with the Lord uh, begin to want to tell you what God means and, and, what God, uh, and what the love of God means and how the love of God treats this person and this thing. And they have no, but yet people would flock to that by the droves uh, that very socialist, that very uh, carnal, worldly theology because it soothed their itching ears. Because everybody wants to know that it doesn't matter uh, what that we do, that we still have a ticket. Uh, we're still, our salvation is still secure. But can I just tell you tonight, that's not what the Word of God teaches. It teaches a relationship with the Lord. That we can have a personal relationship with God. And so Paul is telling Timothy... Don't fall prey to just drawing crowds. Uh, one of the things that we're seeing in this, uh, as, as churches are beginning to regather, and, and some churches began to regather, and then they stopped regathering, and they're going back to um, video only or online only. And, uh, you know, as best as we can, we're going to resist that. I don't want to do this in and out thing I want to try to stay with it and so uh, we're that's why we're not doing the other services so that we can at least protect our Sunday morning uh, service and so we don't want to be uh, crazy about it but we, we want to protect our gathering on Sunday morning but one of the things we're seeing as churches are beginning to regather is that uh, obviously their attendances are much less than they were before uh, in fact, it seems like the average, uh, I, I don't know a national average, but just from talking to several pastors and reading uh, and seeing, it's, it's around 30%. Uh, churches, they're having about 30, uh, some maybe a little bit more, but about a 30% average of people that are back in the church that were there before the pandemic. And uh, so that's very discouraging if your focus is only on numbers. Now, I, I will tell you, I, I, we want numbers because we want souls. You know, when we don't see people here, it hurts our heart because we want people to be engaged and be a part of the kingdom of God. But the Lord has absolutely just freed me from the bondage of worrying about a certain number uh, to, 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 uh, other than for the reason that we want to see souls in the kingdom. Not that no one else has that same motive. I don't mean that in the wrong way. But, but here's, my, here's my point. Uh, when you get focused on things outside of the Word of God, it can become very discouraging. Paul's telling Timothy, uh, in fact, a little bit later we're going to read, Paul said, nobody's standing with me. Uh, you know, everybody left me. Uh, so Paul's telling Timothy, as, as you teach the Word and preach the Word, uh, sometimes you're going to have a lot of people, and sometimes you're not going to have many people. But what our focus has got to be is staying centered on doctrine. Can I tell you, in your own life, it's the same application. Uh, as we stay doctrine-centered, uh, sometimes people are going to like it, and sometimes they're not going to like it. Uh, but it doesn't matter. I, I appreciate it. I, one of the, one of the uh, 
I, I, I don't I, I don't watch a lot of televangelists, but one that I enjoy watching uh, occasionally is, is uh, Pastor T.D. Jakes. I do like to watch him uh, preach sometime, and uh, I seen a newscaster interviewing him several years ago, and they asked him this question, uh, what is your stance on homosexuality? The trap question uh, for a televangelist or for someone in a public ministry uh, because the world's waiting to pay. And I loved his response. Uh, he said, it really doesn't matter what my position is. All that matters is what does the Word of God say about it. Uh, you know, I can think one way or anything, but listen, it doesn't really matter. All that matters, and, and that's the way doctrine is. It doesn't matter what our personal position is. We just have to look to the Word of God. Listen, show me in the Word of God, not out of context, not taken out of... Show me in the Word of God in context, make it make fit with the Word, and, and you've got my attention. But until then, I want to stick with what I know and, and the doctrine that I've learned from the Word of God. Amen? So, now let's go down to verse 6. He said, I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. So we see a change in Paul's demeanor. Um, up until now, see, Paul had faced certain death several times. He had been stoned. He had been... Uh, uh, he'd been locked in prison. He'd been uh, exiled. He'd been shipwrecked. Uh, Paul had, had been beaten and flogged. He had faced certain death, but he never, God never let him know this is the time. So he always just, it seems as if, from studying the, his writings, that he always felt like, I still have work to do, and that God's still going to carry me on. Uh, but now he's changing his demeanor. So we don't know if this is, now he had had one hearing, uh, one court hearing, and it's evident that he doesn't believe he's going to have another one. Uh, we don't know if, if, if this was just told to him or if the Holy Spirit, I believe the Holy Spirit just revealed it to him. Uh, because I have been, uh, I've been ministering, I've been pastoring a long time. And I've been around a lot of people, uh, and as their time approaches um, for Christians uh, to go to be with the Lord, it seems like this peace and this understanding and this, uh, you know, this, uh, this readiness uh, I, I, I remember years earlier, I'll just make a real quick personal testimony here, uh, ministering to my mother, and she always seemed, I'll be honest, um, to have this fear of death. I mean, who really wants to die? Uh, and, and I had remembered even commenting to my wife, it, it's going to be so difficult as that time really approaches. We were having these conversations years in advance. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, when that time came, she was like, why can't I just go be with Jesus now? You know, we would have conversations. We'd go, I'd go every morning in the nursing home, and, uh, and I'd hold her hand and pray for her. And, and she was like, you know, I just want to go with, be with Jesus. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to suffer. And, and that, that mindset, as that time approaches, the Holy Spirit just kind of comes in. And I believe that we have this, just from my personal experience, that we have this longing uh, and this desire to go to be with the Lord. And, and that's where Paul was. Paul was telling Timothy, you know, I'm already being poured out. Now, he uses that, he used that analogy that's as, as a priest would, uh, after he would um, sacrifice a lamb on the offering uh, altar, he would pour out a glass of wine, the drink offering, uh, as a final act. And Paul says, the drink offering's already been poured out over me. 
My, my sacrifice has already been made. Uh, I've already been laid on the altar. And so he says, I'm, I'm ready. And then, but he goes on verse 7, which I think is, is the, uh, the pivot vo- verse of this chapter. He says, I have fought a good fight, and I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. Wow, I, I'm telling you, and I'll tell these young guys here, uh, whenever I go to be with the Lord, if somebody can speak those words over me, uh, he fought a good fight, uh, he finished his course, and he kept the faith. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters, isn't it? Uh, can I tell you that what the enemy wants is your faith? A little bit later, we're going to see, we're going to see um, uh, as Paul begins to ask for his personal belongings, and it struck me as I was looking over that how humble of a life he had. Uh, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. But he, he said, I, I've, I've kept the faith. Uh, you know, I, don't ha- I haven't amassed a bunch of wealth. I don't have houses. I don't have uh, a lot, of, but I've kept the faith. How many of us, we can lose a lot of stuff along the way, but if we hang on to the faith, because that's what the enemy's after. Uh, he doesn't, listen, he doesn't even want your finances except that it rattles your faith. He doesn't care about your health except that it rattles your faith. The target is your faith. And if your faith is secure, none of these other things, listen, faith is not tied to anything this world has. Uh, and so my uh, faith so is secure in Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ. So we Amen. have to keep so the faith. Verse 8, henceforth, he said, because of this, Timothy, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge give me at that day. And day. not to me only, and not to me but only, unto all of but those unto all of those who love, who his, love appearing. appearing. Paul is just exhorting Paul Timothy. Just exhorting now, Timothy. go down to now, verse, go down nine, to verse 9. He's, he's, he's calling he's, for his he's son, calling in the faith. For son in the faith. Uh, he says, come to me. He says, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and departed into Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Is with take me. Mark take and bring Mark him with thee, and bring him with for he is profitable for he is profitable for the ministry for the ministry that is that worth is pausing worth at. pausing uh, there was uh, a there was a time, a time where it where seems as if it seems Paul as if and Mark Paul and had Mark had a parting of ways had a parting of ways uh, 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 Paul and Barnabas Paul and Barnabas and Mark and Mark and, uh, and uh, 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 Barnabas wanted to take Barnabas wanted to take Mark with them on Mark their missionary journey. Their missionary journey. And Paul was like, and "Nope, Paul was not like, going nope, with him. Not going with he him. He hasn't been faithful. He hasn't been faithful." Uh, and uh, and Barnabas was like, "Come on, Barnabas was like, uh, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's he's a good guy." Uh, and Paul uh, says, "No." And so that's where Paul and Barnabas split ways. Paul and Barnabas split. Barnabas goes one way and takes Mark. One way and takes and Paul goes another way. Paul goes another way. I find it interesting that dialogue. That dialogue. And then now. And then now, Paul is writing Timothy. Paul is writing Timothy. Bring Mark. Bring to Mark. To see you. You, you, it feels I, I, like you, you, it feels uh, like maybe Paul is uh, just maybe trying to Paul make sure just trying to that make everything's sure taken. That everything's taken. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure. Uh, you know, he I said, just want to make sure. Because Mark has been profitable. Has been profitable. Mark has done good. Mark ministry. has done good. And ministry. so I feel like and Paul just needed to share with Mark. Don't let anything that's happened in the past hold you back. 
Can I tell you that there are times that we have to go back and make sure everything's all right? Everything's uh, all right. Have we offended uh, someone? Have we offended someone? Uh, were we a little uh, strong handed? Were we a little strong handed? Uh, you know, whatever uh, the reason, you know, whatever let's the be reason. gracious. And so let's be gracious. Paul is so writing, Timothy, is, says, writing Timothy. Uh, says, you know, I, I have Luke here with me, but bring Mark and come to me. And come to me. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, verse 12. Uh, verse and 12. Ty Tychicus, and I don't know if I said that right or not, have I sent to Ephesus. That's a tongue twister if you say it all together. Tychicus, have I sent to Ephesus. Uh, the, the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when, when thou comest, bring with thee. And the books, but especially the parchments. Let's just pause there. These are the items that Paul is asking. He's saying, I have Luke here with me. Timothy, I want you to be here with me. I want you to bring Mark. And, and these are the items I'm asking. Bring my coat. I left it in Troas. Um, bring that coat here with me. Bring my books with me, with you. And bring the parchments, which were probably Old Testament parchments. Bring, bring those here. Uh, you know, I, I wonder, it's not clear here, uh, but I, I kind of think Paul is putting together a will to distribute uh, to these guys. Uh, bring these items to me. It's, it's what I have. I, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine, uh, and he had a, uh, a giver in his church that gave an exorbitant amount of money, over $50,000 every year to missions. And faithfully, or maybe it was a hundred thousand. It might have been a hundred thousand dollars a year he gave to missions. It was it was a large amount of money uh, that he gave to missions every year. And of course, the pastor was always obviously very grateful for his offerings and was always able to put those monies out in the field and bless a lot. So a lot of good things went about that. And he said he got the call one day that this brother he had never been to his home. Uh, this brother. Uh, was passing away. Uh, he, he was in his home and he was passing away. And uh, he was asking for his pastor. And so the pastor went there. This is, a, again, it's a, it's a friend of mine. Uh, the pastor went there to his home, spent a few moments with him, and he said, Pastor, I just wished I had one more year to give another $100,000 to missions. And they prayed. But what struck him, and he went to be with the Lord right after that, I think the next day after that interchange. But what struck the pastor was, he said, I expected, uh, you know, this man's given $100,000 a year to missions. I expected him to have a, uh, you know, a very nice home, very large home, very palatial type home. He said, I was so struck with how humble his home and his possessions was. He didn't have a lot of stuff. Everything he got, he gave to missions. And I thought, what a powerful testimony. In this world, this man wasn't very wealthy. But how many knows he was laying up a crown of righteousness in heaven. And that moment he stepped into glory, what a powerful testimony he had. Paul was that way. Paul said, I don't have a lot of earthly things, but don't worry about it. Uh, God's laid up a crown of righteousness for me in heaven. He said, but it's not for me only. It's for all of those that love the appearing of the Lord. So what an exhorting 
uh, passage so far in the, as, as we read this. Let's go on down to, to verse 14. Now Paul's beginning to give Timothy some very practical advice. Uh, how many knows it's all right to warn people of bad people? Uh, he, he says, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord will reward him according to his works. In other words, he said, be careful. Paul, this guy's, I mean Timothy, uh, this guy's done much harm to me. Um, of whom be thou aware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. He's saying, be, be careful of this guy. He's trouble. And um, the Lord will take care of him. He's not, he's not putting a, a mark on his head for Timothy to deal with. He says, the Lord will take care of him. Just be careful. Be aware, be aware of him. Then go down to verse 16. At my first answer, he says, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Paul, Paul, as you know, Paul was a very outspoken guy, uh, very diligent, very outspoken uh, preacher, teacher, and uh, he didn't mind to say whatever he had on his mind. And so what, what, he's, what he's saying is, uh, you know, at my first answer, when I, began to, when I began to speak back to the officials, everybody left me. They didn't want any part of it. That's why I'm in prison, being executed right now by myself. Everybody else forsaken to me. He said, but don't charge that to them. I pray that God will be merciful to them. Does it remind you a little bit of Jesus' prayer uh, when he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, Paul has been merciful and gracious. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. Verse 17 is a verse that I have underscored in my Bible. Powerful verse. Everybody has forsaken me, he says, but notwithstanding this, the Lord has stood with me and strengthened me. And that by me, the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto the heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So what he's saying here. You know, every, other people have forsaken me, but God has been so faithful. Can I tell you that the longer you serve the Lord, or you will learn his faithfulness. Um, I, 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 you know, there, I mentioned earlier there's some pastors that are discouraged. Uh, the, the difficult thing in ministry isn't the work of the ministry. It's dealing with the discouragement. It's dealing with the... the Feelings of inadequacy, uh, because you're 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 serving such a faithful God, and then you're reminded of your lack of faithfulness. Uh, and there are times that you feel, Lord, I'm just not worthy. I just can't do. It's not that I, I physically can't do the work anymore. That's why so many ministers uh, fall out of the ministry. Again, it's not. The difficulty of the work is the the enemy plays with our mind. He'll play with your mind. He'll try to make you think that you're not adequate, that you're not worthy. And, and the reality is, outside of Christ, none of us are. So you have to put all of that under the blood, amen? Uh, and, and the same thing with your life. Uh, even not just being a minister, just serving God. Just being a Christian. Just being a part of the church. And you, you think, well, I don't want to be hypocritical about it. So I just don't want to do it anymore. Can I tell you, that's what Paul's saying. 
says, listen, everybody forsake me, but God was so faithful. Can I tell you, God has been so faithful to me. Oh, I haven't always been faithful to the Lord. I'm embarrassed to say. There's been times that I've done things that I regret doing. There's been words that I've spoken and things that I've said and thought and did. That I, I, I And if anybody's out there, if you've been serving the Lord for any length of time, hopefully you can relate. There's things that if you could take back, you would take back. But, 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 God, even in those times, has been so faithful. And uh, so uh, Paul says, when everybody else forsook me, the Lord stood by me, and he will. He will stand by you. Um, verse 19, and he gives kind of his closing words here. Salute Priscilla and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus, Eurastus. I wish he wouldn't have written all these names out. Abode at Corinth, but Triophimus have I left at Miletum sick. Do thy diligence to come before winter. Eubulus greeteth thee, and Pudens, and Linus, and Claudia, and all the brethren. I wish you had just said that, and all the brethren. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. So as, we, as you read all of 2 Timothy, but in particular, these final parting words... You, you sense the sadness uh, that it would fall on the hearer, Timothy. Because probably Timothy was thinking, well, Paul, you've been in prison before. You know, you, 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 you fought these things before. God's always got you out. But now Timothy's saying, I mean, Paul's saying, Timothy, I'm not coming out of this one. Um, they're coming even now to execute me. Um, hurry. If you want to see me, hurry to come to see me. And uh, so Paul is, is saying, this is it, Timothy, but don't worry about it. I'm all right. God's taken me to be with him, and he's going to deliver me from the hands of these evil men. And he's exhorting Timothy to keep doing the work. I, I, I was talking this morning to, uh, I mentioned Sunday that our uh, daycare director's sister, Gail, had passed away. And she was a strong Christian, strong believer. And I was talking to uh, the, her co-director here this morning and uh, asking how things went with the funeral services and that is in Tennessee. And, and um, uh, she was saying, you know, her sister, before she left, was telling them, listen, y'all don't have to worry about me. Don't be sad. I know where I'm going. Her daughter was having a, a hard time, and I understand that. That's... But her, the mom was just trying to tell her, don't worry. Everything's all right. I'm going to be with Jesus. That's what Paul was telling Timothy. Don't worry about me. But stay on mission. Because one day, you're going to come to the end of your rope. One day, let me tell you, the, the longer I live, the shorter life seems to be. Uh, days go by quick. Weeks go by quick. Months go by. Years go by. Uh, we're going to come to the end, to the time for our drink offering to be poured out. I want to be able to say, I, I, I fought the good fight. I didn't spend my whole life fighting, but I fought the good fight. And I kept the faith. And uh, that's really the, the, uh, the jest. So uh, if I had to summarize 
2 Timothy 4 for you, it would be this. Endure. Stay on mission. Teach the Word of God. This is what God has commissioned us to preach and teach, not other things. Stay on mission. Endure hardness. Be faithful. Um, God's going to bless you. He's going to keep you. There's going to be times that you're going to have lots of people that are around you, and there's going to be times when nobody's going to be around you. Stay on mission. Do what God's called you to do, because the day cometh when you're going to be delivered from all. We're going to have the ultimate healing, the ultimate victory in Jesus Christ, and we're going to be delivered from all evil. Amen? So I just want to encourage you, because I, uh, you know, listen, this message is good. If it were the uh, first century church, and it's good, in the last church I keep saying this and I don't want people to take it out of context or wait on but I believe we're in the end of the end days uh, I believe with everything I don't think you have to be a, a prophetic scholar to look at the things going on in the world today and realize that something uh, theological something uh, ecclesiastical is going on in the world right now God is preparing uh, the world for for uh, for his return um, and all the more listen let's stay on point let's stay focused let's keep preaching and teaching let's keep evangelizing let's keep uh, you know as God lays people lay people on your heart to call them and encourage them do that uh, you may not have another opportunity uh, we don't know when Jesus is coming back but I believe he's coming back soon and uh, so let's be faithful stewards of the Word of God. We love and appreciate you. I want to encourage you. We will be meeting Sunday morning at 1045 here in the sanctuary. And I'm just feeling, I'll just be honest with you, I'm just feeling a, uh, a time and a season. Uh, we'll continue to sing. We'll continue to preach. But to just really to allow the prophetic to flow in our services. And you don't want to not be here uh, if you can. That's not meant as any anything more than what I said. If you if you can, because I believe that the, the prophetic is going to be flowing in our services, and that the Lord is going to be ministering to people. We're seeing that, and um, you know I'm, I'm I'm praying that God will use me in that uh, that vein. Uh, so so be here, uh, be with us in church Sunday morning at 10:45 if you, at all possible. If you can't uh, watch online, be connected online and be a part of what God is doing. We love and appreciate you and I hope to see you all Sunday morning. If you need us, call the church. Father, I bless your name. Go with us and keep us. Watch over God, this church and this people with your presence and power. Keep us in our coming in and our going out. May the Holy Spirit shine upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you.